0: Hey there, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably into cryptids and monsters. Well, if you have a creative spark, you can always join us in our first ever Supernatural Selection Zine Project. For 2024, we are doing cryptid encounters, where you can draw or write a encounter with a cryptid of your choice, and we'll put it in the zine. The current submission window is from early January to late June. If you're interested in finding out more, you can always go to SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash zines. That is Z-I-N-E-S.
1: Now back to the show.
2: Hello, you've fallen into the distraction hole. I'm your host, Kevin, and this week we've got Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm,
3: uh, I don't know. I'm working no problems, no major issues.
2: Mike, are you working undercover for the man? No. Oh, cool. And we've got David. David, how are you?
0: There is a non-zero chance that I might fall asleep as we record. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I was nodding off earlier. I was watching Project Farm and falling asleep
2: in my chair.
0: I've, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm tired.
2: Yeah, that actually gives me an idea of something to talk about when it comes around to my term. Uh, it's been a bit since we did a distraction haul. There's yeah. been a lot going on on weekends. That's yeah, before the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Before yeah. Christmas, anyway. Yeah, the new year has brought a lot of changes in our lives on Sundays, so it's been a little difficult to get around to doing this, but, we're going to try to get back in the swing of things. hmm So, yeah. I'm excited. Um, if you want to hear, you know, our regular stuff, we're still releasing, of course, every week, new uh, Supernatural selections, also in this feed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, since it's been so long... Yeah? Mike. Mm-hmm. What have you been distracting
3: yourself with? So, there's a lot to talk about since it's been so long, um... I think I'd mentioned before that I had started the uh, Witch of Mercury Gundam, yeah. So I, which
2: is funny because I got the models and you yeah. you've got the show. Yeah. So
3: I had stopped about halfway through that, and then while looking at uh, other Gundam stuff, like I got a, I think I got an email for some site something promoting a uh, Gundam for Gundam Seed, and I was mm. like what show was that? So I looked up the show and I found out the whole fucking shows on YouTube. Um, they because of a uh, Gundam dot info, which is seems to be Bandai's like portal site. Hmm. So they have a couple of different shows on YouTube, just free to watch. So I watched all of Gundam Seed, the first one. There's there's Gundam Seed and there's Gundam Seed Destiny. I haven't watched Destiny yet. Um, so I watched all that, which is it was pretty good. Um. It was, let's hear how to describe it. It was not, like all Gundam shows have this arc, right? It's cool robots, cool robots doing things. Kids doing cool think cool things and cool robots. Oh, hey, war is hell yeah. and it sucks <laughs> ass.
2: Then, then the PTSD happens. Yes. A couple so characters
3: that, get killed off. Yep, except yeah. they die. And I was so surprised at how you know not only you know you're seeing it as you know, it's an anime but it, I don't know, it seems at first more i don't know it's very not,
2: visceral not, deaths
3: yeah it it, it the it belies uh what it becomes like it seemed like it was going to be a lighthearted kind of mecha show and yeah ooh, well, well not like, really lighthearted but you know more of a you know actiony and then, you know, characters dying, you know, some, some do you know teenagers how, having
2: sex. Do you know how I know that show's fucked up when it comes to, de- to the death and stuff? Hmm. They love it on Guru, Guru Chan, and okay. stuff like that. Like, w- I've what, heard what about are you
0: doing it. on Guru Chan?
2: Me? Yeah. Nothing. The people I read about going to it, man, they I wouldn't love the Gundam. It's that,
3: I don't think it's that bad.
2: Well, I'm talking about in general. Like, there's older stuff because they will talk maybe. about, man, that like that person just get like ripped to pieces. There's like heads floating in space and shit. I will
3: say, so maybe, so it's it's less so in the the Witch of Mercury, but Gundam Seed. It came out in, like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and oh man, is there a lot of like reused. Uh, footage mm. like oh, you just yeah. you can budget you could, yeah you, there's like fight scenes especially like you could tell the flavor of it oh here's that you know that scene of the Gundam shooting again but it's you know f- horizontally flipped yeah. or you know mm. so but no overall is a good show yeah uh, and then of, uh, I went back and finished which which of Mercury finally because there was a point in the show I like where they had a reveal I'm going like, oh that's dark So I kind of like gave it a break, but I finished it. It was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. It, it didn't have like the resolution wasn't a big battle, which is, you know, kind of nice. It was, it was kind of a, they actually kind of, you know, talk things out. Interesting. Which which is a nice, you know, change of pace, a little Mm -hmm. diplomacy there. Um, right. Because no, no one, none of the people that, you know, would have fought in the big battle at the end would, were ever cast as being bad people. Hmm. Like, really, the only villainous people in the show came about at the end. Like, you know, the big, you know, faceless entity government or, you know, quasi-government entities.
2: Wouldn't know anything about that. So, you sure. know.
0: Because they were... They talk- were T- talking about Gundam here, it's like, um, uh, hearing all this makes me want to jump back into it, because I-, I was watching Gundam pretty heavily for a while, and then, like, yeah, I, I do that with shows, though. Like, right now, I'm back in oh, yeah. the next generation. Um, just Dun- the next generation. D- yeah.
2: Quick. I love that you-, you posted that picture of Picard wearing one of his after-dinner outfits with a loose shirt, <laughs> and you're like, look at this slut. <laughs> I was uh, like, no, that's totally a slut outfit for Picard because he's sitting and there with Riker Beverly. Were both
0: very slutty characters.
2: Oh, Riker is just like they had to like mop up the hollow deck after every <laughs> session with him. God. Yeah, he just like
3: you know splooging everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, so so I watched those, and also I uh, built a couple of Gundams. Kevin mm. gave me one for Christmas, and I have. So that was a 144 scale Gundam, Gundam wing. wing. Yeah, Wing Gundam. And I've had a 1-100th scale Gundam 8th MS team forever. Like, I bought this mm. thing, like, ages ago. Like
2: you were, Weren't you living in, like, where I, were you? The I, Lake Roadhouse or something? No, not no. that long ago. So put it to you
3: this way. In the box, I opened it and, like, kind of messed with it a little bit. Um, I think I put together one of the guns. But inside the box was a promo insert for a Gundam PlayStation 1 game, a Gundam Sega, I think it was a Sega Saturn game, <laughs> and the upcoming brand new Gundam PlayStation 2 game.
2: <laughs>
3: and the manual had a copyright date of 2000. So. And
2: this new thing called the Internet.
3: Yes. So <laughs> it was at least 20 years old. I probably bought it. Yeah. Possibly 24 years. Yeah. So. It old. It was old. And they still sell this same kit. Like if you want to. Uh, but with MS, updated marketing. Eight, yeah. An eighth MS Gundam figure model figure. This is the same one you would buy.
2: Yeah. It looks pretty cool. It's oh, got like it's... a lot of neat stuff. Like it's got gun clips on the hips and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's got little uh, beam saber compartments in its calves and now, it's got a big chonky backpack that holds the big chonky sniper rifle thing. Now, now no I when your models.
0: I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like build bases for them like cuz I know sometimes they come with like bases, but have you ever tried like making like a terrain base to put the Gundam on?
3: No, I have not cuz so I only last year actually built the Gundams. Mm, well, okay. I have a older Gundam that also, is from 8MS team that I built years ago. Now I will but, say,
2: out in the garage we have some old oh, Warhammer terrain from uh, Paul.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Oh, but technically, I'm an old hand at Warhammer terrain, so I could oh, yeah. do it. Yeah, I I've, mean, I've built so much terrain in yeah, the past. I never
2: did, but Mike I, and them, yeah.
0: I watch a few like model people on uh, YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And just like seeing the custom stuff they're doing, and I'm, I've got this Gundam I'm looking at right here on my shelf above my computer and it's mm-hmm. it's cool, but it's like, well, what if I put a little, what if I made some terrain and put it on there and like took the time to craft that and stuff and yeah. like, do some oh, yeah, extra I've seen... painting and detailing Ooh. and it's like. Oh,
2: I got a great tempting. idea. How about you put a Christmas tree? <laughs> <laughs> a, f- a flying
3: Christmas tree full of lights. Yeah. 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 Shut your <laughs> fucking mouth. You started I'm, it. I know what I saw. But, uh, no, um, yeah, the, a little diorama, like I saw a really Mm -hmm. cool one, like a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was like a, a half ruined overgrown building that had Mm -hmm. like a Gundam, like position near, uh, you know, kind of like, I think it was like taking cover or something behind it. It was like a really cool, uh,
2: whole diorama. I I love how posable these damn things are. Yeah, Yeah, no. They are great. Um. I am going to say something, and this is not a joke in any way whatsoever. Do you know what I want? Hmm. One piece? Two Two words. Hmm. Gunpla Robocop. Ooh. I want a Gunpla Robocop so I can have him on my shelf gun pointed at one of my action figures with the whole dead or alive, you're coming with me.
0: That would be dope. Yeah, yeah no, because yeah. I, 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 uh, today one of those videos I watched, they took like a, a stock uh, Bandai Y-Wing Star Wars model,
1: mm-hmm. and like they
0: detailed the shit out of it, but then they made like a landing pad on a cliff, uh, a, a seaside cliff face with a, uh, with a doorway that goes into the cliffs and everything like that, just all the detailing and shit. I'm like, oh my God, that looks like so much fun to do. And I'm like, maybe this is where I need to go if I get another... Model, if I get another Gundam, like maybe I need to start making terrain for him or something, because, like, oh, that just seems so exciting to do.
2: Okay, yep. I, I unfortunately just went to Big Bad Toy Store and they have a section for RoboCop and oh. uh, <laughs> I want I want this hundred dollar Ed two hundred nine. Oh yeah, I've oh, seen dude. that Ed two hundred nine. That's yep. pretty cool. No, they've got RoboCop two where he's got the weird mother of pearl stuff. They've got the RoboCop two, you know, Kane.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, in my terrain making days, there was like not a piece of trash that I could, that I would throw away that I wouldn't look at and think Mm -hmm. I could make that into terrain. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Pringles cans, just old styrofoam packaging of weird, different things. Mike,
2: tell them about the roll-on deodorant. Uh,
3: So I've made a tank out of a, uh, it wasn't roll-on, it was just a deodorant stick package. Mm Mm-hmm like and i i did I did not come up with this idea in fact, I saw it in uh believe it was an issue of white dwarf yeah they had like you know all kinds of tutorials, and one of them was making a uh ship out of a deodorant container it's neat, yeah, so then yeah. so yeah I mean it's just it's just one of those you know your imagination's your only limit yeah. With and enough, glue. you know, glue, paint, and you know, filler to fill out fill in gaps, you can make anything look like a neat terrain thing.
0: Yeah, the, the guy uh, whose channel I've been watching, he has like these sheets of foam, and he'll actually like take like a like a hot cutter to like shape yeah. the foam stacks and everything out. That's, like
2: that. that's what Paul okay. used to do. Yeah, Gotta, yeah, the look, pink one, foam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... That
3: that kind of innovation came after I had really done it, so I was just cutting foam with X-Acto knives and stuff <laughs> like my.
0: And then you see that tech, and you're like, oh, if only.
3: Yeah, I know. Like... Like when uh, it first started coming about, you, Paul and I were researching how to make our own, because nobody had a commercial available wire, hot wire cutter at the time. Mm-hmm. So we're like looking up how to, uh, what kind of wire you need. Like could any wire work? No, you need nichrome wire. It's like, okay, well, how much power do I need to put through it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So uh, let's see, any other Gundam? I think that's all the Gundam Stuff I was gonna talk about, um, but sp- since we're still on the anime thing, I have other animes I watched. We watched a lo- watched a lot of anime the last couple months. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the Gundam stuff, I uh, been watching the uh, uh the Free Ren. The mm, mm. I'm trying to remember the full name of it now, but yeah, it's. I wish I'd wrote down the whole name. Beyond Journey's you, End. Beyond Journey's End, yeah. What is that? So it's, it's good.
0: It's
2: good.
3: It's it's the one I've told you about, Kevin. That's the Elf
2: uh, Girl. Oh, yeah, the one it, you said I'd like. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like if you took the uh, ending of the the uh, uh, end of the Lord of the Rings and just like a
3: hundred years later.
2: Yeah, yeah it, no, it's kind of like following Arwen yeah it's mm, after kind of it's
3: after the big battle which you know after journey's end kind of implies the battle for you know freeing the world well there's this uh this elf who was the mage of the party and being an elf she's l- way longer lived than the rest of the party so you know they uh most of the uh, well, one of the former party members dies like of old age not like in battle and it's kind of her, you know, what comes after what she's doing now. And she's kind of, you know, finds a new party or builds a new party and where she was the kind of passive, you know, I don't see the point in a lot of stuff before. Now she's kind of the leader kind of in a, not quite understanding that she is the leader, but and it's just great. Like it, it starts off as a very kind of uh, moody, not moody in that way, but you know, um,
0: it, it's very introspective. It's very yeah. um, it's,
3: it, it's It's slow and a good like kind of character developing, character heavy. I've gotten to the the later episodes are in this kind of test situation where it's a lot more like stuff going on and more and more characters because before it's just like t- first you know, really two characters and three characters through the you know mm-hmm. main characters now we got a whole bunch of characters mm-hmm. but it's still great it's you know i'm enjoying the hell out of it i'm just mad at myself once again for getting stuck in a currently airing series mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i've really
0: got the same problem with uh are, delicious and dungeon right now that
3: was that was My, another one yeah. I was going to talk mm, about. Okay, it. okay. But yeah, <laughs> it's I I really wish I could like wait until at least the season's over, but sometimes I just can't help you know start watching it as it's airing and just do that week to week grind. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, felt felt.
3: Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, free runs a great show, great uh just great characters i'm a very i'm a character person i love characters and character mm. development and characters i can like root for and you know just characters i'd be like now oh, i want them to be my friends
1: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. right
0: now, are, are you watching it subbed or dubbed
3: sub i'm i'm a sub ride or die for oh you're person. a sub yes
0: <laughs> you know i i it depends like with with whenever i'm watching a show with holly i always put it on dub because she doesn't like i to can understand the, that kind of thing so yeah but no the, the the dub is pretty good i like the yeah. dub quite a bit um you know free run always sounds a little sleepy but that's kind of a character
3: yeah she's yeah. She, well she's you know she's an elf and all she's also portrayed as like not wanting to wake up which you know i feel that
0: mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, it's it's a very cute show. There's a lot of fun little gags and everything like that. Like her oh, being yeah. caught in cotton things, like the mimics and everything like that. That that always makes me yeah. laugh.
3: Or, you know, her her and her uh clothes removal potions and spells. Like <laughs> it's not like a dirty thing, like she's but she just I don't know. I don't I don't know what the deal. I, what, why why does she like them so much? Who knows?
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and so you touched on it. Then there's also uh, Delicious and Dungeon or Dungeon Meshi, mm-hmm. which I've been like familiar with. Uh, I never read the manga, but I knew of of the manga when it pretty much first started, and I was like, sounded really interesting, but I never got around to reading it. Yeah. And so the premise there is there's a fantasy party team they uh i want to give too much away about the overall plot but through other circumstances they they decide to instead of having to come out of the dungeon or spend a lot of money up front and buy a bunch of supplies or having to leave the dungeon a lot to restock supplies they're just gonna eat what they find in the dungeon <laughs> mm-hmm. so cook cook and eat monsters and luckily they find someone well versed in said topic to uh help them because otherwise they probably would have eaten something poisonous and all died
0: mm-hmm.
3: great character uh, Senshi. yes oh no the, another show with the characters are like amazing
0: I, I also I, I do need to recommend the dub on that one Um, The the voice acting is very good on it. Um, And then uh, Marcel is uh, voiced by Emily Rudd, who plays live-action Nami on uh, One Piece. Oh, Oh, really? really? Uh Yeah, I like her delivery as She was good in that
2: show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, Senshi's the best. I love Senshi.
2: Yeah, y'all basically mentioned, like, the only two anime i've heard of lately that i'm kind of interested in checking out well, yeah a-
0: another cool thing about it is like dungeon biology basically.
3: yeah oh yeah it gives like super in depth and you know it obviously only uh pertains to this yeah. universe but yeah they like all the monsters are well thought out like you know like for for instance uh the uh hollow suits of armor mm. enemies it gives a whole reason for why they exist and what, you know, what they are. And it's kind of like way different than what you expect.
0: And then of course you got the anime food porn.
3: Oh yeah. Lots of like, you know, it's it's the fantasy version of food wars. Funny story.
2: Except without the orgasms, thankfully in (laughs) the other podcast I'm on spooky dice bag. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, our DM, Kick Acetron, keeps putting us in these situations where we're in these villages and like going to find food. And instead of being like, all right, you make an order and blah, 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 he like gives us these insane detailed descriptions of the meals that we get <laughs> and makes us extremely hungry. And <laughs> we're just all going, oh my God, fuck, so that hungry. sounds great. And then like, Today, I was like, this is, we were fucking delicious in Dungeon before it was a thing.
0: Uh, have you been eating the monsters?
2: So, unless... A bit. Oh, okay. okay.
0: Well, then, yeah.
2: I mean, like, we're not cooking the monsters, but like, you know, they're, they're, there's been some eating in the wild.
0: You, you should well, just start, like, eating more monsters in the game and see how yeah. it goes.
2: Should- oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time you kill a monster, you'd be like, "We gotta eat her here." I'm a dragonborn. Who's gonna? I'm a dragonborn uh, mage. Who's gonna stop me? Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to say. Uh, uh,
3: so I told I said where I where you could watch the the Gundam Seed, but for mm. uh, Free Ren Beyond Journey's End, that's uh, available to stream on uh, Crunchyroll. And uh, Dungeon Meshi is Netflix. Okay. I figured, you know, anyone listening, if they want to check those out, that's where they could find them. Yeah, cool. yeah. It'd help instead of them having to, like, go, where the fuck do I watch this thing that you really got me wanting to watch?
0: And you don't have to sail the high seas if you don't want to.
2: Yes. If you don't want to.
0: Yeah. I, it's inconvenient a lot of the time, but that's just me. Anyway. <laughs>
3: And there's the whole, you know, illegal, you know, getting, you know.
0: Well, based on comments that I've made on the show before, arrested. the illegality isn't what bothers me.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, other than anime, um, something I've watched a lot of is, uh, I don't think I've mentioned it before. Have I mentioned uh, Game Changer and Dropout on the show before?
2: I don't think you have. I think that's something so, you started watching between episodes.
3: Uh, A little bit, but anyway, so it started with me uh, learning about Game Changer and seeing a bunch of clips on uh, YouTube, but Game Changer is a show from Dropout, which is a bunch of former college humor people that created their own streaming network. Mm. They have a, uh, I haven't watched any of their other stuff yet. They have, uh, I think it's called. Oh, what is the name of that show? Dimension 20. It's oh, a, yeah. you know, role-playing yeah, game RPG show where you know they're playing game, you know, RPG around a table. Um, yeah. but they have a several game show and one of them is Game Changer. they fir- I'm pretty sure this is one of their first ones. And it's basically the uh premise is every not every episode but most episodes, the game is unknown to the contestants what they're playing. Frequently, it, the game will start and they just have to figure it out what the goal of the game is. Hmm. And a lot of times, it's kind of you know traditional game show style where they're behind a podium and have points. But they've branched out. They've done other things. Uh, more recently, they've done like a multi episode survivor clone and they've even done some musical ones which are really kevin would hate them but they were really impressive for having to come up m- with musical numbers and cl- you know with the lyrics on the fly for mm-hmm. you know oh, prompts they were given uh, and there were different there were different contestants than normal so i'm assuming these are you know yeah. the super theater kids
0: people who can carry a tune
3: Yes. Oh yeah. They, they, all, they all, they sung very well. Yeah. Um, and it's just really interesting. Like, you know, just yeah. having a different kind mm-hmm. of show every time.
0: Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that. Um, especially like, um, cause you mentioned Dimension 20. I I've been mm-hmm. deep into like critical role, um, yeah. this past, uh, what, like year or so. Um, so one, one thing that I've been doing is I've been doing their little se- uh, side series as well. Uh, I just started doing their uh, Candela Obscura, and then they also have a um, talk show called Four-Sided Dive. Um, and it's been nice to kind of do that, but it's just like switching things up, but with, these, um, with, with that familiarity of these um, frequent players. I like that. That's been a lot of fun. It sounds a little bit like that to me.
3: Yeah. And and a lot of these people are like they're really like they seem to have a lot of chemistry and a lot of like they seem to be like a bunch of friends that are also comedians and doing these shows together and just, you know, having fun.
0: Yeah, it's like the Diaspora once like a uh, cracked got shut down. You have all the people who used to write oh, yeah, and kind of start their own thing and then Yeah, we were still talking about that. Yeah.
3: Mhm. So, like, they have another show that kind of spun off from from Game Changer. They had one game that was, I guess, they found so interesting they turned it into their own its own show called Make Some Noise, hmm. which is you know various prompts and you have to make noises. You know, like you know, he'll give you a prompt and you have to like make the noise of uh, you know
0: orgasming giraffe
3: yes something like that <laughs> yeah or like yeah <laughs> so yeah and and just you know just fun fun time so yeah. I'm, I'm i that's something i kind of want to shout out to so it's you know a bunch of independent creators are not part of a big you know faceless mm-hmm. net you know conglomerate network streaming they seem to be doing their own thing and f- you know, I encourage a lot of people. If any of that sounded interesting, to you know, give them a. I think it's like six or seven dollars a month. Mm. So just give it, give it them a, give them a try. See if there's anything on there you like.
0: Mm. Oh, that, that um, kind of get that kind of brings up a question. Just um, hmm. okay, so like that's clearly uh, like a niche, uh, streaming thing or a niche subscription. So what what else are some of your niche subscriptions that you guys have? I'm just kind of curious. So like drop, drop some info.
3: So other than that, there's not much. I, I, you know, have a music subscription, Mm -hmm. but I, I've I'm subscribed to, I mean, that's not necessarily niche. You know what I mean? It's not niche, but I'm just saying I I was, I was getting to the point of that's about the only like streaming subscription I have. Like a lot of the like Disney and stuff. I, you know, either used Kevin or another roommate's, uh, I can't, not, not account, but you know, their yeah. stream, they, they made me a yeah I, I made him a profile. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I used to have, I had a Netflix in the day, but you know, I don't have much streaming. I don't have any other really niche, what you can consider niche ones.
0: Well, um, I'll I'll drop one that I, I have. I'm a uh, subscriber to Swearnet.
2: Okay, I and do not know what that is.
0: Swearnet is a network made by the Trailer Park Boys uh, <laughs> creators. So <laughs> okay. it, it has an archive of classic episodes, but it also has like their their podcast, and they they do their own little show. They do other shows there. They have uh, they do movies occasionally. Um, They have one show I like called The Puppetry, Fucketry Improv Hour. God damn it. Um, And yeah, it's it's literally just the the three trailer park boys actors, and what they do is they each get like a, a, they pick a random puppet that they haven't seen before. They draw a characteristic out of a hat, and then they have to, um, they have some sort of gimmick, and what they do is they like have to improv a scene with these puppets. Uh, They have to remain in character, they have to constantly be moving the mouths, they can't just like say something and not move the mouths. (laughs) Um, and then also every time they violate that gimmick, they they get like a, a strike. So it's like whoever performs the best. But it's um, it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, it, I I appreciate that, you know, because I I love Trailer Park Boys, but it's cool to see them kind of do all this other shit.
2: Well, as far yeah. as me, I resubscribed to uh, last podcast on Patreon because mm. since Ed. Has taken over as the new host. It has just breathed new life into the show. hmm And uh the streams are fucking amazing.
0: I, I need to catch up with the streams.
2: Um I it, yeah. like, you know, everybody has a mandate except for Ed. Ed has a ham date. <laughs> and like they have this ham chant they do at the beginning of his 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 mandates. Mm-hmm. Uh, because apparently, uh, right before COVID, somebody gave him, like, a giant, like, shrink wrap thing of ham. And then COVID <laughs> hit, and he never could have what he termed his ham party. So it just sat in the, sat there until it went bad. So he started bringing it out to sh- live shows after the pandemic. And he, like, hauled it up, and they'd start chanting with it, and he, like, beat on it like a drum. Just and there was like rotten this ass ham. <laughs> just a shrink wrapped rotten ham and they're going ham 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 as he's playing it like a drum <laughs> and he said oh it was great but I mean like the bag broke open so I threw it away Aww. and I'm like it's just that's Ed that is Ed Larson in a nutshell just I, I played the ham like bongos until it broke <laughs> You broke my, my ham. You broke my ham. So it's it's just, it, it's like a whole new show. And you can tell Marcus and Henry are like feeling better yeah. about doing the show. And Ed will like come in, like one episode in particular, Ed came in and was like, yeah, I was reading about this guy, he like brings up something Marcus didn't bring up in their silence for a second. And Henry just goes, you did the research.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, oh, man, this is why I'm listening again. Aww. Okay. Aww. It's nice. Yeah. So, anyway, just that whole, you, you did the research. I was like, <laughs> I, I wanted to cry for them. Uh, anyway, so th- that that's the only thing I'm really, you know, like, DIY subscribed to.
0: Yeah, I just I that, it was interesting. You brought up uh, uh like because Mikey brought up the game changers. I'm like, okay, no, that's yeah. that's. I I try to support independent creators when I can. It's tough mm-hmm. right now, but like. Yeah, there's just
3: of, it's just so much. It you is. Can't, just it's being really able to really kind of share it with
0: people and let them know, like, hey, you should check these things out. I think is yeah. helping. So.
3: So the only thing left I want to talk about is recently like. So I keep from every angle I've been uh getting assaulted with the uh like a Dragon Infinite Money Infinite Wealth. Mm. Oh god, I want to play one of these. So, it's it's one of the Yakuza games. Yeah. well it's just yeah, it's a as far as I understand it's like a spin-off of the Yakuza series. Mm. So I found that pretty everything except the Infinite Wealth game is on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. which also I do. So I do have a subscription to game pass for PC. Game pass is great,
0: man. I've been enjoying it.
3: So I decided to, uh, I was like, so which one do I want to play? I'm like, well, do I want to start in the middle or start with the, so I decided to start with the very first one because they have like a, have remasters of one and two, I think, or one, two. And I think it's one, two and three. Mm. So I started with one. And while it's not as like off the wall, it's it's very you could tell it's a parody of I'm guessing Japan must have like Yakuza like melodrama series, I can mm. imagine. Mm-hmm. Must be a genre there because this has like what feels like tropes. Like, um I can't really think of any any specific, but one of the things when it first starts, so it starts off in nineteen ninety-six with like the first cinematic has the main character standing over someone dead. Then it flashes back to 24 hours ago. And then it flashes back again to the day before that. Then it flashes forward again. It's just like, it's like if it wasn't, if it wasn't obviously deliberate, it would have been very bad storytelling. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's obviously kind of like a tongue-in-cheek play on a genre. Yeah, like they, you know, I,
3: so, but it's, so it's, it's a fighting game, like, you know, you're punching the crap out of people, and it's funny because you get into fights, and then, like, it's kind of a, not quite open world game, but it is like big street sections, but when you get into fights, like, a crowd of people will suddenly be around you, and like, kind of make your arena. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. you know, you, you have to fight, you know, a non-zero number of uh, people. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right it, now I'm enjoying
0: playing. It. I'm playing uh, like a Dragon Ishin. Um. So yeah, that one. That one's set in the um, in like Samurai time. I don't know oh, which wow. which era, Ooh. but um, it's it's fun. Like, and yeah, the gameplay is very much like it's combo based fighting gameplay. But mm-hmm. like, there'll be people like watching and everything like that. Yeah.
3: So yeah, I, I'm only you know a couple, maybe several hours in, so not too far into it. But I'm you know enjoying what I've seen so far. Still kind of thinking, should I just jump into the crazy ones? Because, you know, this is... While it's not boring, it's also like I know what I'm, like, getting to... Or I have some idea of what I'm getting to, and I'm kind of impatient to. Mm. Like, I was never really a super big fan of fighting games, like, as, you know, their merits on their own. So...
0: Yeah, oh. well uh, cuz um you, you have the Yakuza series and then I think Like a Dragon is the more wacky.
3: Yeah, that's the so, spin-off kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Although apparently one of the Yakuza games is a Fist of the North Star game. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, or is it- under Yeah, I'm looking at the um, Yakuza franchise and yeah, Fist of the Lost uh, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise for PlayStation 4. So apparently they, the, they the did, developer a did a game. Game. Yeah. Yakuza game. Oh. Yakuza
3: style, Fist of the North Star it's game. It's listed maybe.
0: under the Yakuza franchise.
2: Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting.
1: <laughs>
3: but <laughs> yeah, the, the first, the first Like a Dragon was Yakuza, Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. Then there was Like a Dragon, the man that erased his name or something like that. Forgot yeah. his name.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard Donkey talk about that one a little bit. Then there was, a. Uh, uh,
3: like a Dragon, uh, can't remember the name of that one. There's a th- the previous Like a Dragon game that came out last year, I think, mm-hmm. or 2022. So, so um,
0: for, um, so he- and- here we go. I've got the list pulled up here. Um, so, uh, 2020, there was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm hmm. In 2021, there was, uh, Lost Judgment. 2023, there was Like a Dragon Ishin and, uh, 2023 was also Like a Dragon Gaiden the man who erased his name yeah 2024 is Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth so
2: um yeah and next is gonna be Like a Dragon touch for the very first time (laughs) (laughs) like
3: Like a dragon
2: yeah where are they gonna do the Wheel of Time tie-in game you can be the dragon Anyway, oh, that's man. that's a... Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah.
3: Yeah. So, I am spent. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. Well, clean up after yourself. Yuck. <laughs> all right. Kevin, you said you didn't want to go first, but...
2: Do you want to go second? Well, uh, let's see. First off, I've been doing a lot of reading, and not all of it Woo-hoo. is for the fucking show. Mm-hmm. I have been reading a lot of uh, I don't like calling it Lovecraftian fiction all the time, but like you know, mythos stuff. Like, I started off with Space Eldridge, which had some hit and miss stuff that turned out to be written by a lot of right-leaning people. And uh, then I read Redneck Eldridge, uh, which is From the same editor, which means there was no editing and horrible typos, but it had, like, some of the stupidest and ickiest stories I've ever read. And then there's the one about the truckers. (laughs) Okay. The story about the two truckers in 1986 at Find a UFO, the UFO bonds with one of them's truck, and they're on the run from government agents and mythos monsters, and it just, man meets UFO, UFO bonds with the truck, man meets daughter of uh, Nair Lottotep, they fall in love and become space truckers. It is, it is, <laughs> there should be a movie of this story.
0: That sounds like the campaign we should play if we do call Cthulhu.
2: Oh, dude. It, like, seriously, it made the rest of the book worth reading. Mm-hmm. And it's available on its own as a short story on Amazon. So, Hell yeah. Uh, it, like, seriously, I was explaining it to Gage, and Gage was like, why haven't they done a movie of this? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's great. Every chapter is named after, like, classic rock. <laughs> and, like... He get, he's, like, the, the truck is now invulnerable to Methos stuff, so he's running over, like, the Migo and shit. And, like, he's he's in a Mexican standoff in the truck against Nyarlathotep and pulls his hat down a little bit and goes, Now you're messing with a son of a bitch. And I'm like, this is the greatest story ever written.
0: Oh my god, this sounds incredible.
2: It is. Like, it is stupid as fuck, and I love it.
0: Oh man, that, that just sounds like that someone needs to make a comic book adaptation of that.
2: I, I swear to God, it's great. I might get in touch with the guy. I don't know.
0: It, it it's like it's like um oh uh, Megas XLR. Yes. Like, yeah.
2: Yes, it's like Megas XLR with Cthulhu shit. <laughs> that, and it is two friends. Oh, that's amazing. It's great. It is so great. Uh But then I read, like, this great little collection. Well, I call it great. It's a pretty good little collection called um, Tales from the Witch House, which is a collection of the finest female authors in Lovecraftian weird fiction. And that had a lot of really good stuff in it. And then I was going, you know, the one kind of thing missing is a daddy issue story. And then I hit it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Then I hit the... Oh, don't fuck your daddy, little girl. This is bad. Oh, no. Yeah, no. It it was like something off Tumblr. Uh, Mm. But there was one story in there that... um, It was... Okay, it's done like poetry, and it's talking about the child. The child grew up in poverty and his life was so hard and the horrid being stole his sanity and the sanity of his mother and his grandfather Theobald Lovecraft. I'm like, well, you cannot paint Lovecraft as innocent lady. I know what he <laughs> called his cat. I know what he named the fucking cat. You can't do this. <laughs> oh, he's become a tumbler wooby. Yeah, no, you can't. Look, as much as I talk about, you know, toward the end he changed, that doesn't mean anything. He was still, a, yeah. like, in an era of racists, he was considered excess. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, some racists went, whoa, whoa, there, whoa, uh, f- HP, you're
2: going a little far there. Like, you got to Klans- keep in the smoking room. Clansmen <laughs> were like, you should calm down. <laughs> like, it was... Like you, you Bruh. cannot do this to this dude, bro. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> reading another collection now. Uh, give me just one sec. I actually want to pull the uh, name of it up, mm-hmm. if I will. Uh, <laughs> it's in Kindle, of course. A lot of these are just um uh you know available uh uh, uh from Kindle Unlimited. Okay, it's called Ride the Star Wind. Mm. And it is another collection of uh, Lovecraftian science fiction, but better. Like, edited. And, mm. like, uh, with grammar corrections for. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of, like, things that got missed, but not like where I have to reread the sentence four times to try to parse it. Mm. And, um, it's got some really good stuff in it. I mean, it's got some crap, but it's got some good stuff in it, which it's all of crafty and fiction. You got hit or miss stuff. Yeah. But this one for the most part is really pretty good. So I highly recommend that. Okay. Um, uh, I would not recommend getting sued. <laughs> uh, cause that has sucked so far. Mm-hmm. Um, And what else have I been doing? Uh, I got back on Skyrim because I got the new computer, so of course I'm playing a game that's like, you know, 13 years old.
3: That worked fine on the potato you had before.
2: Yeah, but this time I'm playing it through to like finish it. To Mm. finally be done with it. I'm going to finish all the quests. Oh. So far, I am the hero of the the Skyrim Civil War, the head of the Thieves' Guild, the head <laughs> of the Assassins, Archmage of the College of Winterhold, uh, the chosen one of, like, four Daedra. And I'm like, you know, somebody else could take up a couple of these. <laughs> Someone else could be the chosen one for one of these groups. Like... Steve, maybe just somebody else could be doing a couple of these. Uh, Kevin rimming to completion. I am rimming it. Uh, but like it's sad because it's like all I've really done since the last time we did this was read.
0: Uh, That's not sad.
2: Well, I mean, like I haven't really watched much. Mm. Uh, you know, we saw we because last time we talked about the last movie I really saw, which is Godzilla minus one. I still haven't seen that. I, I, went, yeah. I
0: saw the uh, minus one minus color on my birthday. Oh yeah, was how amazing. was that? Oh, it was so nice. I love it.
2: Okay. Uh, God, there was stuff we were talking about in Supernat that we did not bring up this episode so far. I can't remember any. That
0: always happens. Yep,
2: yeah, pretty much. Uh, now our, our coworker brought me the, the program for Shin Yun.
0: Oh yes. Yes.
2: I've got it. And, uh, it, it reads about like you'd think. And there's mm-hmm. this one page where it's just all these photos of people that are involved, like the director of dance, you know, the head of me, blah, blah, blah. It just looks like, it looks like Chinese LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Cause they're all wearing business suits. It's like all professional headshots. Okay. I'm just saying I'm just it looks like a LinkedIn suggestions page. If you lived in China,
0: it's like the people who slide in my LinkedIn DMs like, hey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's that like having people slide into your DMs?
0: It's just like, hey, we're launching this program. Would you like to join? It's like, "Uh, no, I'm just going to ignore this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I'm on fucking LinkedIn.
2: I don't know. I don't know why anyone's on LinkedIn.
0: But but it's, like, apparently a big chapter of I mean, Microsoft, too, which is, like, weird.
2: Weird? I didn't know it was them.
0: Yeah, no, Microsoft owns LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I, I could
3: see if you're, like, in a corporate, like, you know, environment like that, it, it would... I, I have a lot of friends that are in kind of, like that environment and you know LinkedIn is useful for them but yeah sure. for somebody like us that aren't in working in an office yeah it, it makes way less sense wait well, you know it doesn't yeah. work for us well you know
2: I'll post updates about the podcast on there every now and again I'll tell you where we don't get hits <laughs> from is LinkedIn yeah <laughs> uh,
3: <clears throat> it's not it's that it's 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 corpo if you're a corpo LinkedIn is like your jam it's not really jam. It's nobody's jam, but it's like a tool for like networking, which is
2: ironic because if you're on LinkedIn, you're a fucking tool. Wait, did I say that? Sorry. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, I'm I'm just thinking about like the amount
0: of cringe I've seen on LinkedIn, like the the hustle culture kind of like. uh, Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. I think just that that term hustle culture is.
2: Yeah. Cringe. Apparently, one of my former teachers is on there and he's currently working for Amazon and did some kind of work on the wheel of time mm. Neat. so like I was like, "Well, good on you man
1: mm-hmm.
2: um yeah, um, oh, I'm rescanning coda's world. that's something else I've been doing yes, 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 yeah, and uh, which if you don't know, I used to be a big big time in web comics. And uh, I started back in 2000, you know, in earnest with Coda's World, and that ran for five years. And uh, I actually, you know, it wasn't like famous, it wasn't like super popular, but like people have heard of it. Mm -hmm. And and, like, I've still got every fucking page. Like the actual drawn paper pages. Yes, yes, from my sketchbooks. And then eventually from cardstock. So what I'm doing is the older stuff that's in terrible shape, I'm re-scanning and remastering uh, to be legible for modern stuff and eventually maybe for print.
3: Yeah, yeah, it turns out like taking a scan page and compressing it
2: down to like, you
3: know, I don't even know what resolution we were doing back in the day. Oh, it was day. like 600 by something, I yeah. think.
2: And, and now I do like 800 wide
3: yeah and you know crunching the uh color gamut down and all that yeah we we, we didn't know what we we're doing so yeah you know, no. there's a lot of graphic sins done back in those days oh yeah and
2: we didn't know, um, like it was before either of us had photoshop so there was no transparency it was just or bucket tool we, we had photoshop
3: and didn't know what we we're doing it's like you know mm-hmm. we had a caterpillar excavator but we're trying to like dig a hole for a fence post. We're with trying it. to bury a dog with a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we were just way, you know, just didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and Mike knows. I say we, he because w- I,
2: I helped in the Mike early Mike was days. the colorist for the first couple years. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of funny going back and rescanning it and then like redoing some dialogue. Cause it's like, that sentence doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what does that mean? So, like, I have to go... I'm going back and, like, doing little tweaks like that. Like, I'm not murdering any jokes or anything. Yeah. Mind you, there is one page when I get to the Usenet experience, Big Brother Dandelion. There's one joke that I missed, and I knew I missed it a week after I did the comic, and I might fix it when I get to it.
0: Eh, There you go. Just, like, when when you put the note... When you put the page up make sure you have an annotation Mm
2: -hmm. and note that though yeah Yeah. like in in the original uh the dude that's hiring him is uh is like where are your qualifications and monkey goes through this long list of like well i'm a genetically modified man uh, with the strength speed and agility of a monkey blah 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 blah, trained in the blah 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 and the guy's like have you had your shots and monkey's like yes and a week later i looked at it and i was like the joke should have been, yeah, but can you drive a truck? (laughs) Because it's to be a truck driver, which is ironic because the guy I based Monkey on is now a truck driver. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I'm doing, though, is every now and again, maybe a couple times a storyline, I'm redrawing a page. So, you know... Same character designs and everything, same dialogue, just redrawing what's there with new art styles. So uh, I have this one that's like halfway through the drawing process, and like the first four panels are redrawn, and the last half aren't, and it looks like I had a stroke halfway through, <laughs> uh, which is, it's... I'm not being offensive because I cannot tell you how many times when people have looked at my old stuff, gone like, "You drew all of it? Yeah. What happened? Oh, I fucking got better. What do you yeah. think happened? It's called practice and art and shit. Come, <laughs> what the fuck? Who does that? Okay, okay. In all fairness, I did have like, uh. I'm going to paraphrase here. One of my teachers looked at my art one time and said that's pretty good for a, quote, for a mentally handicapped kid.
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: He didn't say mentally handicapped, though. Well, that was, this was the 90s. Yeah, Jesus. this was 94. Was... It was our, so Mike, you remember yeah. our social studies. He's dead. It was Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. It, I mean, yep. he, he wasn't a bad teacher, but like he was old guard, which is funny yeah. cuz I think he was he was like real gay, I think.
3: No, he had a <laughs> girlfriend.
2: Yeah. And then no girlfriend ever nope. again.
3: No, he had a no, he had a girlfriend like later, like he didn't at You're first. You're shitting yeah, me. No, I think he I think he was just one of those guys that, you know, doesn't really have a lot Lifeline, of lifelong
2: lifelong bachelor i
3: guess That's that weird. or you know he just was in way denial but
2: yeah i think it was denial because like he was gay i don't know i kind of hope he was just because like it'd be nice <laughs> now ironically one of our other teachers mr cora uh his daughter he's passed on now but his daughter is cat cora from iron chef america no way yeah yeah that was, yeah. that's our history teacher's daughter. Cool. Yeah. Sneak. No, he, yeah, it was funny. Cause like I was always worried in class. I'd be reading like one of the wheel of time books. I'm reading like the third book and I'm like, oh no, I hope I don't get in trouble. And i look up and Mr. Cord is fucking reading book four of the wheel of time. I'm like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> so I miss that man. But anyway, I lost the thread. Coda's World, rescanning. <laughs> it's going up on Drunk Duck because uh, my webcomic host is shutting down. Mm, yeah. I'm losing my website. And uh, honestly, I've been getting it for free for like a decade. So, you know, I'm not going to bitch. Uh, big thanks to Vic for hosting me for as long as he did. Mm. So, you're a good man, Vic. Uh, guess that's all i got really i've not had a lot going on in my life so uh i tell you what guys why don't we take a break and when we come back we'll talk about david and we'll see about some kind of a closing ceremony that may in fact involve a game (laughs) all right all right we'll be right back after this Hi, everyone. This is Kevin from Supernatural Selection. Are you an independent creator? Do you have a webcomic or an Etsy store? Do you 3D print things? Or are you just looking to get some word out for your Discordian cabal with uh, social terrorism? Well, we'd love to help. And David, I believe you've got some details about how we can help.
0: Why, certainly. If you go to SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact that is supernatural selection pod. Com slash contact you can learn how to advertise with us
2: that's right i believe the rate is two dollars per episode you can't beat that with a stick yeah i mean trust me we've tried yeah that's cheap that's literally cheaper than dirt
0: Mm-hmm. and best of all if you're not sure how to write an ad we'll do it for you we'll even record
2: it absolutely just let us know what you need in the ad and we'll be happy to do that for you
0: and again, that URL is supernaturalselectionpod.com contact.
2: And now, back to the show. And we're back. Now, guys, before we move on, there's one thing that I thought of while I was away from the microphone. And uh, it's something that happened in a recent recording session for Spooky Dice Bag, and uh, it's not like a major spoiler or anything. But uh, as we're playing, we're in this town, and we're getting uh, we're getting a meal. Like I said in the games, uh, Kickassatron does a real good job of describing the meals, but he's talking about these. Heated grains that we're, we're going to be eating and everything. And uh, after, after a minute or so of him describing the thing, I'm like, Are you, would this happen to be hot wheat? <laughs> and it turns out, yes, it's fucking hot wheat because they've been listening to the show. And uh, I will never live down hot wheat. Hot wheat. Hot, hot wheat. wheat. I don't what know fuck, what man? I I know what I meant. I realized what I meant. Uh, back when I listened to, um, uh, uh, mysterious universe, they would refer to some things they did, uh, like stories that were you know the term separating the wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anytime they had a story that was just intensely stupid, even for them, they referred to it as hot chaff like the hottest chaff and I think my brain tried to say hot wheat in response to that and it dawned on me that no one knows what the fuck you're talking about Kev you just said hot wheat apropos of virtually nothing (laughs) Yeah, apropos of nothing you just talked about about microwaving grains just straight grain Good job, bud. Hot wheat, hot wheat. It's the only thing to eat. Anyway, that's just, I wanted to bring that up, so there, there we are. Enjoy your hot wheat, everyone. Well,
3: you know, there's a cream of wheat, which is hot wheat.
2: It—it It is, but that wasn't what I meant. I know. Yeah, but. just reaped wheat, heated.
3: Fuck me. The heat of the wheat is what you reap in the sheets.
2: Shut up. <laughs> so, David, what have you been distracting yourself with?
0: Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Okay. So, um, Hi there. Yeah, no, I've... Um, so, uh, got a couple quick little video game things, and then I'm going to talk about something else. But um, cool. new, new Diablo season started. Um, okay. And... I'm getting really tired of every season opening up terribly and then they, them, them patching it for once. I'd like a season Fucking to kick hell. off. I'd like a season to kick off. I, I'm, I think I'm just getting tired of life, life service games.
2: No, I get that. I've yeah. been tired of them.
0: So, so the new season, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the names of things. It's uh, you get a robot companion, like a In, little, little wait. arcane, like a little arcane oh.
2: spider. Um, yeah, so it's the Terminator.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, with the you, you put runes on it, and it, it's supposed to help you in combat. It's like whatever. It's it's fine. Like you know, they'll do that, but they won't let me have like a decent fucking necromancer. Um, but the the big issue with the update, number one, the itemization is still awful. Um, I'm still waiting for them to fix the goddamn item system because that is essential to my enjoyment of Diablo. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the big deal is getting items and shit.
0: Well, and the other thing is the update involves traps. Now, traps, I don't necessarily have an issue with. It's just the way that they implemented them ran counterintuitive to the Diablo gameplay loop, which is just like moving fast. You move fast, kill things, you pick up the loot. You keep moving. It's go, 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 right? Um, right. they, they introduced these special dungeons, um, vaults, that have these traps in them. And you can kind of, like, blow through them. At, well, or, originally, like, if you blew through them, you wouldn't get your reward. So you had to take the time to deal with these traps. There'd be, like, spike pits that would come up. There'd be, like, rotating columns of fire and everything like that. It, it slowed down the gameplay and everything like that. I played for, like, an hour, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Um, but they did patch it. And the funniest thing is the way that they improved it was by basically negating the traps almost entirely. They're still there, but they don't really affect you too much. And it's like it, it's it's so weird that like one of their big gimmicks for the season they just basically kind of got rid of. But it was also like a fundamentally flawed addition. Yeah. That just did not meet the, the expectations. Um, so yeah, I like, I, I really do like Diablo is one of my favorite franchises. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pulling for like Diablo four. I think it's gotten so much better since it launched. Um, but it's, but also it's one still it, kind of, yeah, yeah. It just, there's something about the development team where I don't know. It's like the right hand isn't aware of what the left hand is doing. Um, and it's, it's super frustrating because it's like, I love Diablo, I love the gameplay, um, I think the lore is a lot of fun, and if mm-hmm. they were doing it, I, I don't want to say doing it right because that's presumptuous, but if they were doing it along the expectations of what the community wants, the game would be fantastic, but there's just something... I I don't know, man. And and then with the recent, like, Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard King and everything like that, I don't know what's Mm going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'm I'm playing through the season now. I'm, like, level 40-something. I'm just kind of playing casually. I'm not going to try to do any of the race or anything like that. Because when I, um last season, I did the race to 100, and then I stopped playing for, like, six weeks. Because I'm like, eh, I'm done. So I'm just going to try to find the right pacing here. Um, you know, the, the spider, the, the robot spider companion, fun. Um, I mm-hmm. don't think it's strong enough for an entire season gimmick, but I, right. I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm just really tired of developers not spending time to play test this stuff.
2: You know, that's something that I've been reading about lately, is shit like where, just because it's procedurally generated and a lot of it doesn't mean it's good. You know? It's yeah. just ideas that come up that people think is a great idea.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, I, um, so I did end up picking up Baldur's Gate 3. I think I've mentioned it at some point. Um, yes, yeah. yes you so, did. So I, I finished up Act 2. Um, I'm just kind of, like, starting Act 3, um, I'm right now, I guess I'm going to be heading off to um, a certain location, a uh, demonic location, but, like, I just got kind of overwhelmed with the amount of stuff going on in Act 3 that I had to step away for a little bit. Like, um, Yeah, no, I get there's, it. There's it's happened lot, to me dude. a couple times. Yeah, and then, especially because I keep reading up on all these things that I missed, and I'm, like, trying not to roll... A new character.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's a danger.
0: So so what I'm thinking I'm gonna do is uh, I wanna I think Holly and I can do couch co-op. So I think we I, I might roll a couch oh, yeah. co-op campaign <clears throat> with her. Uh, that way, I can just I do like mm-hmm. do a new character because I I want to try out a monk, but I don't want to give up my um my um warlock just yet. And yeah. I, I I know I can also like have a couple different save games going, but I don't want to necessarily like leave myself on act three on the warlock and start playing through acts one and two of an entirely new character by myself. So it's uh, right. I don't know, man. It's like, a I love Baldur's gate three, but like something it, about hitting act three, it's just like, Oh, it man, can be this, overwhelming. for Yeah. Sure. So I'll probably get back into it. Um, you know, I, I'm mostly playing, um, Diablo, but like, I, I do want to get back into act three. Um, you know, like, again, just playing a warlock is my jam. I love the warlock. Eldritch Blast, mm-hmm. everything. Um, but, you know, part, part of the reason I picked up uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is because my tabletop group stopped meeting for a little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we, we had our New Year's Villains campaign, which, did I did I ever talk about that?
2: Uh, I don't know if you did.
0: So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like the new guy to this established group and everything like that. And they have some, like, traditions and stuff. So, um, um, <clears throat> and at the beginning of the year, uh, they do this, like, uh, the host does, like, an all-day thing. He's got, like, two groups of people. I was in the second group um, that came in the evening. And um, we did this kind of uh, fun little one-shot of, we rolled level 11 villainous characters. This was Dungeons & Dragons. Um, we, we went through um, a city. We ended up meeting up with Themishad and everything like that, and what it did is it set up the villains for when we return to Dungeons & Dragons with new characters. So we created our own villains. So, I've got my character. I had a lot of fun with that. That's also the character that's kind of my basis for my Baldur's Gate character. Um, But then, we just didn't meet (laughs) until um, last week. So it it was, like, kind of agonizing, right? Because, like, I, I've, I've gotten really into the tailtop stuff because like I've always liked it, but I've not had the opportunity. Now that I've had the opportunity, I can't imagine not having a chance to play.
2: Yeah, no, that's, I, that's why I'm so freaking excited about the podcast. I just I love playing D&D. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so um, we, we just started, we have um, like a Wednesday group and then there is a Saturday group. Saturday group hasn't met, met up yet. Um, but we have started the Wednesday group, and we're doing Star Wars Saga Edition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the character that I'm rolling. So, um, uh, so the game we're doing is set during the um, around the time of the Mandalorian. We're, we're doing a post Jedi, mm-hmm. before the pre uh, before the sequel trilogy sort of thing. And my character is a. Um, Kushaban. Now, are you familiar with the Kushaban at all?
2: This isn't the big green rabbits, is it?
0: Uh, not big green rabbits, no. But they are kind of rabbits. So they're about okay. a, yeah, they're about a half meter tall, um, little bunnies. Um, like if if you Google them, they're like the cutest thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do me a favor and Google and just take a look.
2: Okay. And how do you spell that again?
0: K U S H like Kush, and then. I-B-A-N. So, yeah, it's like these little, like, rabbit-cat oh aliens. They're, they're adorable. They're fun. They're a lot yeah. of fun. Um, it, it's That's what I like about Star Wars, is you can get really fucking weird with it, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, again, there was this giant green rabbit bounty hunter in the Marvel stuff that I'm convinced is the origin of Bucky O'Hare. Yeah,
0: I think that's Jackster, or Jackstor. Um,
2: something like that
0: yeah now, now i've got to google it fuck um
2: <laughs> sorry
0: no no it's it's fine um uh, let me let me see star wars and then jacks jackson jackson, yep.
2: jackson yeah
0: yeah so um so yeah it's like we're, we're doing this and I, I had to come up with a character so i'm like okay so when you read about the history of this alien race they're kind of like this kind of like um they're not too dissimilar from uh, from Ewoks. They don't necessarily live in forests. They live in plains and everything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: what I did for my character is I'm like, you know what? Um, a lot of people like to collect them as pets. And then they also have these, like, color-changing pelts. So I came up with this backstory where my character is a... Um, the scout. And... You know, ostensibly he's a, he's kind of going out and meeting up with the uh, the new republic and trying to form diplomatic ties to um, you know get support because the empire came down, strip-mined the planet, and took a bunch of us. But then I also kind of started thinking about the um, the post World War II Jewish headhunters, the the ones who would go after Nazis,
2: like Christopher Lee.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. my character, he like like his, his public face thing is that he uh, he's given a budget by the the Kushaban government to go out and network and try to make alliances with the um, new republic. But also, he's a part of a kind of a recovery thing where it's about um, collect, uh, rescuing or, um, or uh, rescuing like captured, uh, Kushabans who are out there in the galaxy who are maybe, like, taken in by Imperials or whatever, or gotcha. recovering the remains um, from those who may have been killed for their pelts by, like, Trandoshans and that sort of thing. And the thing is, my character's been at this for ten years. And he's oh, wow. gotten very cynical. Um, well, uh, I so my, my character is, like, this kind of, like, rabbit sniper. But... Reed, another one of our players, he's rolling a Wookiee, so we're doing a Rocket and Groot thing.
2: Okay, that's great.
0: Yeah, so you've got this, like, uh, so he and I are both, like, traumatized by Trandoshans. In our first Session Zero, we had a little bit of a light roleplay thing, um, and there was a, uh, a New Republic, uh, X-Wing pilot, um, that was a Trandoshan, and the Wookiee was about ready to kill him, and I had to, like, talk him down and shit, um... But yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. So the idea is that, like, in gameplay, my little rabbit sniper is going to be on top of the shoulder of this fucking Wookiee that's just beating <laughs> the shit out of things. And it's going to be nice. amazing. And I'm just so excited.
2: No, I'm sure you can't wait. That sounds like a lot of fun. I never did get to play the Star Wars games. I did get the... Uh, oh, one of my friends gave me the reprint of the core rule book of the original one from, like, the 80s slash 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. is it, West End Games or whatever?
0: Yeah, we're doing the Wizards of the Coast um, Yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's a D20 system. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, and it, what what's nice is, like, because I came into this group uh, during an existing Dungeons & Dragons campaign, and I did not know a lot of the Dungeons & Dragons lore. So I kind of felt myself kind of, like, out of touch with things. Like, don't get me wrong, the group's great and everything yeah. like that, but it's also, like, man, I feel like a third wheel... Um, I don't know the exact lore of the setting because I haven't been able to like do the research and that sort of thing. But here with the Star Wars campaign, I know a lot about Star Wars. So, you know, um, our, our host rattles off a YT-2400 Corellian transport. I'm like, oh yeah, the oh, Outrider from Shadows of the Empire.
2: God damn it! You know,
0: it's just like you know he, he names Dash a species, mm-hmm. yeah. No, he names a species, and I know the species. Talks about the politics of the time, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is all. So it's nice to kind of have that knowledge. Um,
2: yeah, like,
0: you know, well, and it's cool to be there from the beginning of something.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I've been playing D and D for a long time. I don't know a damn thing about it. I mean, mm. I just go into everything going, well, I'm from a small village and know nothing of the world.
0: Yeah, no, no and I, so. I get you, man. Um, but it, it's it's nice to come at something where, like, I know a lot about it. I know about, oh, a lot yeah. about the storytelling of it all. And I'm just so excited to kind of, like, play this kind of, like, jaded, traumatized rabbit sniper. Like, it, it sounds fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just... I, I, you can hear like I'm excited about it and that's that's how much this tabletop stuff has meant to me lately Is because um, I, you know, since the pandemic you know, I haven't been able to like go to a location to work
2: No, I'm I understand o-
0: Yeah, I'm always teaching online and shit so like my social interactions dropped
1: we're, we're it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's nice to be able to kind of get with a group and everything like that and um, I, I think we'll be playing this for like a few months and then I think we switch over to uh, pathfinder for a little bit you know i've
2: always wanted to try that
0: i'm I'm looking at pathfinder um because uh we each got a uh, player's handbook for that and i'm really kind of liking it it feels like
2: the new edition or first edition
0: second edition yeah we're doing okay i've got a first
2: edition book so
0: well and the thing i'm trying to figure out is what sort of character I, i like to plan characters i find myself doing that a lot um So I'm kind of torn between two goblins for Pathfinder. Torn Um,
2: between two goblins! (laughs) Sorry.
0: No, 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 that's cool. Um, So one is going to be a goblin rogue named Mock the Knife.
2: Oh, God damn it.
0: (laughs) And the other one is a goblin alchemist named Dr. Boom. But he's not actually a doctor. (laughs) He just named himself Doctor. (laughs) No, it's great. That's...
2: That's it. His first name is Doctor. His last name is Boom. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, Rogue, pretty straightforward. Alchemist seems to be, like, complicated as fuck, but I kind of really want to play an alchemist. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, yeah. I just, well, I mean, like...
1: Yeah.
2: In our game, this is the first time I've ever played a magic user. Cause it's like, what do you want to play? Thief. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a thief. I'm <laughs> always a thief. And... and it and uh, got to miss Paul and his bard. Mm. Yep. Just I keep me and of, him being the most annoying characters in a game.
0: God, man, like, I really want to play a bard sometime as well. I, yeah,
2: I feel like no. bards would
0: be dope Um, because I know in Pathfinder, you can play a skeleton. So I kind of want to play a skeleton bard and basically just base him off Brooke from uh, One Piece.
2: Okay. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because I,
0: I find myself inspired by like certain characters, and like, oh, I, I can probably like transplant that character.
2: You know, we got to work on your character for Call of Cthulhu.
0: Yeah, I, I really want to. Um, like, I, I have the rule books uh, downloaded. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if I should say that, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm really intrigued. Perfectly
2: I, legal PDFs.
0: We need to figure out like the setting. You know what I mean? Because a it's lot modern of modern day. Okay, we're doing like today today. It's today? Mo-
2: it's got yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's, okay. it's modern day uh Arkham, Massachusetts. I always said it in Arkham and it's always modern day because what about cell phones? Do you think that shit works around the the mythos? <laughs> Okay. Do you now- really think you're going to get near a gug and you've got cell signal? <laughs> that could honestly be like a an episode of this show is
0: all of us like planning <laughs> characters for Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. And like, I don't know well okay, so here's how you can do it. If we want to do a session 0, what we did for mm. this one was uh who, what, why. And what happens is the DM is leading us through and then he would turn to one of us and put us in a position to tell us uh to say something about another character. Mm. And they have to roll with that. So it was like yes and around the table creating a situation where all of our characters came together.
2: Okay. It, it that's was, interesting.
0: It was fucking ridiculous. At one point, uh, we're trying to figure out if this guy with a lightsaber is an actual Jedi. So my <laughs> oh, character... He stole one. Yeah, so my character ends up just taking out his rifle and shooting at him.
2: <laughs> to see if he can die, block
0: <laughs> it, it? Yeah, yeah. And then he ends up, like, blocking the bolt, and then there was a joke about it, like, hitting someone down the road or something. But
1: oh, God. Like,
0: like, shit like that's a lot of fun. It was, it was a really oh, yeah. fun little system to... But it's kind of cool because you kind of try to paint someone into a corner and see how mm-hmm. they wiggle out of it.
2: I think my two favorite characters I've ever had in Call of Cthulhu were both Mike's. Mm. The oh. first one was a guy named Frank Rigby. He was a uh, former police detective that, uh, due to all the adventures I sent him on, had a phobia of being underground and in basements <laughs> and uh, had a sh- had a shotgun. And uh, they... they the rest of the players started nicknaming him uh, f- uh, "Frank Howitzer Rigby," <laughs> just
3: blowing the mythos' heads
2: off. Yeah, no, because if there's one <laughs> creature that is highly susceptible to shotguns, it's the migo. Mm-hmm. And Mike was just like disintegrating the fungi of from Ugoth. <laughs> uh, well, then the then other you
3: threw, uh, Well, and then you threw. Uh, what were those? Harry got the ghouls at us that were, like, immune to bullets. Yeah, they
2: take, like, half damage to bullets. (laughs) So I was like, And it was great because they show up, and the way we were playing it at the time, I think this may... I don't know if this has been taken out or not, but, like, if you fail a sanity check, you can make a knowledge roll. And if you fail fail the knowledge roll, it works as a sanity savings throw because you go into denial. Yeah, you don't know what you just saw. (laughs) Yeah, so they're there. Warren fails his sanity check and then fails the no roll, pulls his revolver out, and just goes, fuck that, that's a monkey, and starts (laughs) shooting at the ghouls. Uh, But the other character Mike made was a... Vinny Two-Thumb Santiago. <laughs> He's
3: basically Carl from Aqua Teen if Carl was a low-level mafioso. <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing. And
2: again, my favorite thing that happened was I asked everyone to declare what they were going in with. And uh, they're like, okay, I've got my revolver, i got my sword cane, cane and... Paul's like, I got a garden gnome. And Paul playing Toby, the homeless guy, is like, I got a garden gnome and an outboard motor. (laughs) And I was like, Mike, what you packing? And he goes, my swinging dick. (laughs) And I know it's stolen, but God, it was so fucking funny. None of us expected it. Yeah.
3: Oh, man. My favorite character I had was my punch mage. Oh, Mm. God.
2: And Paul, no, in, in Scott's game, right? So.
3: Yeah, he was a mage and I don't know what it was, but the the way the dice gods like panned out was all my magic failed like shoot a magic missile it does like nothing of yeah. damage. But whenever I went to do physical attacks, ooh boy, I rolled well because I was just like punching and he kicking things to punching death. Punching
2: skeletons <laughs> to death. Back to death. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, punch mage. I forgot about that.
3: Oh man, that's awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we we really do need to start like brainstorming the the call of Cthulhu thing, and you know, just we can we can do like a mm-hmm. session zero or whatever for uh, distraction yeah. hole, but then like do actual episodes on the Patreon, we'll the Patreon, or Patreon Yeah, yeah, just you know, because uh, I, I think that'd be a lot of fun, just the three of us. Yeah. Kinda. Or you know, and bring we'll, someone else in too.
2: Yeah. Well, I know there's at least two of our patrons are interested in playing ghostforge has got like other things but like yeah. yeah no we've got some patrons that would be interested in playing call of cthulhu and if you would like to you can join our patreon
0: there you go yeah so, so you would you would end up um jamming it
2: oh yeah no i i love running call of cthulhu because somehow as funny as i am i have got some horrifying ideas
0: Oh, oh yeah. Like you you um I feel like I would make a pretty good GM too cuz you you read the stuff I did for uh, Dark Lens. Yeah. And that was some pretty horrific shit at times.
2: Oh yeah. Like the well, the and teeth the, thing the, is,
0: the part where the guy is eating the teeth.
2: God damn it. Chewing dude. the
0: teeth. Yeah.
2: You know, and that's the thing. I don't do scary. I do disturbing.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. Like the uh I, I would steal crap from memes like the weird ass thing out of Gary's mod where it was like on all fours and it was like a candelabra of uh the G-Man is like <laughs> he had like six super long necks with the same head on each one just going you need me <laughs> running at them. so oh, They just man. ran out and burned the building down. Uh, they well. were literally too scared to fight it, so they burned the building down and went home. <laughs> you need me. You need me. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm yeah. glad you've got this this uh, RPG thing you can do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I the other thing is, like, I want to do more games and everything. I just find, like, my week is... Um, so So right now, I've got potentially two games a week. We record twice a week. Okay, so that's four days. Yeah. And then um, for my classes, I'm offering like office hours. Yeah. So that's six days a week where like my evening is kind of taken up. I could probably fit stuff in, but it's like one of those like, man, this is going to be a busy couple months for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We'll make it work.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out.
2: So, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about before we move on to our game?
0: No, no, I think I'm good. Um, I'll probably occasionally drop a, a, a Star Wars update because um, I really like the character. I'm, I'm really looking yeah. forward
2: to... Well, he seems fun. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Well, cool. Our, our game this week is uh, one I came up with about five minutes ago. So... Guys, mm-hmm. if you were an action movie star and you had a catchphrase, like, you know, "Asta la vista, baby, yippee ki motherfucker, mm-hmm. what would your uh, catchphrase <laughs> be?
0: <laughs> um, okay, um... Please stop shooting me.
2: <laughs> oh, God, seriously? Just,
0: yeah, just running through every seat. Just please stop shooting me. I, I'm from the Jackie Chan school of uh, protagonists oh. who really don't want to be there. So you're just running trouble. away
2: and ducking. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want any trouble. I don't want
0: any trouble. The, the other uh, one would that's... be, I implore you to reconsider.
2: <laughs> oh. That reminds me of my one of my favorite lines from Picard where he said, you can test that, what was it, you can test that assumption at your leisure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: How about you, Mike? So, I feel like I can't steal not in the face. Yeah, no, that was Arthur from The Tick. So, how about, um... Spoon. Capitalism is the root of all evil. Just constantly yelling that while I'm fighting.
0: In, in like a very capitalistic film, yes. That's great.
2: I like it. Yeah, yeah no, no. Spons- the movie sponsored by Nike. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing all Nike branding yelling capitalism is the root of all evil. I like that idea. Big old Warner idea. Brothers
0: action blockbuster. Capitalism is the root of all evil.
3: <laughs> Behead
0: David Zaslav. <laughs> oh,
3: oh. What about you, Kevin?
2: Probably just fuck your opinion as you're shooting at people. <laughs> just like, I believe it's time for you to die, Mr. Heyman. Yeah, well, fuck your opinion. Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> so that that that's mine. I just, um,
3: maybe some alternate ones. How about uh, all babies are ugly?
2: <laughs> just, <laughs> how, how could you... You're, how could you be so brave and tell the truth? <laughs> All babies are ugly.
0: Out of my way! I got a shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that one, David. You're you just won. I think on that one.
0: Just um, fucking gunfight, hiding behind a pillar, taking a couple shots. Oh, get out of my way! Got a shit.
3: <laughs> there you go. You, a, a, a hapless uh, hero who all he wants to do is take a shit through the whole movie. It's like Die Hard.
2: But. <laughs> I think, okay, my backup, my my other one is, uh, I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> oh, what oh, are you th- supposed to be here today? No, just, <laughs> just standing there instead of like, I'm going to do over this shit. I never asked to be here. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you know, the, your other catchphrase can just be kind of going uh, like doing a mental checklist of the shit you still have to do today. <laughs>
2: Or just going, oh, boy.
0: I got to pick up dinner.
2: God, fucking dry cleaning.
0: It's easier unloading a fucking clip into somebody. I still have to do dishes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, we don't have birthdays this week.
0: Um, We, we do have. Nobody had um, a
2: birthday the last, you know, 30 days. Well, mm-hmm. there, no one there was are, born.
0: There are two birthdays that I know of. Uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, really? Uh, Alice Cooper oh. and George
2: Romero. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, George Romero. Alice Cooper, go fuck yourself, you right-wing son of a bitch.
0: Mm. Um, we, we should probably mention Carl Weathers passing away.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. no, that was sad. I yeah. loved Carl. I've yeah. always loved Carl Weathers. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um,
0: one of my favorite Carl Weathers things was just on a r- Arrested Development with him being so fucking cheap. You know, you, you go to Burger King and get refills anytime for free. <laughs> or, or you know, you know, you take a couple chicken bones and apple, baby. You got a stew going. Just God damn. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, have you ever seen that? Have, no. You? Okay. Um. Look up. And Carl, what show was that again? Uh, Carl Weathers and Arrested Development. I'll look uh, it
2: up because I'm not watching Arrested Development. I'll watch some clips.
0: Oh, it's it's, it's great because like, um, Tobias is trying to like getting a, get an acting coach, and Carl Weathers is there, and Carl Weathers like, oh, I can coach you through this, and. Uh, Tobias is like, well, how, how much uh, would it be for lessons? Then he's like, well, how much do you have on you? Oh, I have $7. Perfect. It's $7. <laughs>
1: <laughs> incredibly cheap Carl Weathers That's the funniest fucking thing.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I do have one little uh, uh, thing to bring up. Mm. We're recording this on February 5th. February 4th is a very, very important day. Because on February 4th is the anniversary of the day Emperor Norton declared himself Emperor of the United States of America and Protector of Mexico, the number one patron saint of Discordianism, (coughs) declared his rule on this day. Hmm. On that day. Sorry, not this day. But still, still a a high holy day.
0: Yeah. So I'm still in the throes of the holiday.
2: Nope, we're all in the throes of Norton Day. So uh <laughs> yep, that's the thing. Okay, and, well uh, that,
0: that raises a question. If mm-hmm. you if you like say you had the ability to just spontaneously declare yourself the ruler of a nation, but it couldn't be a superpower, what nation are you picking?
3: Um I the Isle of Man. My, my brain checked out. I need a, I need a repeat. Okay, if so... You can dec- yeah, no, sorry, David, go ahead. No,
0: so so you have the ability... You've, you've been granted a wish by a genie mm-hmm. um, that you can spontaneously declare yourself the ruler of a nation, but it cannot be a superpower. I'm which changing nation?
2: my answer.
0: Yeah, which nation do you...
2: Madagascar. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. So, I like
2: that. So,
3: no... You know, U.S., China, Russia, nope. Canada, like, Canada. I don't know under- uh, what makes a superpower a superpower. Like, all are all European countries superpowers?
2: Um, I'd say like if there any in the European, European Union. I don't know. Uh, well, there's small countries in Europe. You could, yeah, yeah, probably that's have fair. like um, Japan. I guess is one. Japan's a superpower. Yeah. Is yeah. Australia? Yeah, they're kind of like the big name in the in the southeast. Guess
3: anyone with nuclear weapons?
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, well, that's fair.
2: Um
3: then how about I took all the ones I was interested in. What?
2: Madagascar?
3: <laughs> no, I mean oh. the superpowers. Wales? Uh no, besides they're not really an independent country. They could be if you took over.
0: Yep, that's fair. I will allow it.
3: Um The Republic of Texas. No. <laughs> Ugh fuck that. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah, I guess it, just it's a sad. nice, you know, island somewhere, tropical island. Yeah. No, let's just One.
0: declare ourselves kings the of the sandwich New islands. Oh, there Wait, there you what? go.
2: Yeah, Mike, you could have the sandwich islands.
3: Mm, maybe something like Caribbean, where there's lots of rum.
2: Okay. Jamaica?
3: Well, there's lots of Caribbean nations. Yeah, but Jamaica's Jamaica. where the rum really comes from. No, no, there's plenty of other rum. Barbados. Yeah. There you go. You several. get Barbados. And
0: I Too many will zombies pick, there. I will pick that big floating trash patch in the middle of the Atlantic.
2: Oh, God. I read a Lovecraftian story about that where uh, it tried to eat him because it had become a god. There you go, Kevin. You should have took a, Antarctica. I don't want Antarctica. I know what's there under the ice, <laughs> but you could waiting. command it. You really think the elder things are going to listen to a goddamn thing I have to say? Well, you
3: know if you if you own Antarctica, why not? A genie's given you this wish, so I just doubt you, you, you would get you would have power, you'd have power over all the inhabitants of said, you know, Admittedly, Antarctica is not actually a nation. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah right. It's not. Well, it mass. becomes
0: incorporated as a nation when you become the sovereign of it.
2: Yeah, and, and everyone has took, to. Bow I down took to. You. Madagascar. So I'm happy. Which Can Madagascar wants...
0: seems like the best one?
2: Why? Because of the lemurs?
0: I was I wasn't no, thinking that, but now that just... you mention it, yes. <laughs> no,
2: it's just a lot of neat animals there.
0: Well, and it's it's like a cool
3: little island with cool animals and...
2: Mighty Gascar. Yeah. That also, it's because every time I play Risk, I ignore (laughs) the rest of the board, and it just becomes a fight over Madagascar. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody's like, God damn it, move! I'm like, no, this is my land. (laughs) I'd almost forgotten Madagascar. I am the sovereign king of Madagascar, so... So, yeah, that's it. Um... A uh, uh, positive affirmation. Uh. <laughs> uh. Can,
0: can you tell we make these up on the spot? Well,
2: Sometimes. the problem is I I normally have one, but like so much has been going on the last couple months. I don't know that I have a lot of positive in me at the moment. Um,
0: Do you wish to defer we... to another person?
2: Does anyone else have a positive way to end this show?
0: I, I think so. I think um, so.
2: Mike, have you got one? I found a positive affirmation generator.
3: Oh, oh, oh man,
2: <laughs> I need to ask chat GPT for one. Well, this is like
3: old school just web generator. It's not AI as far as I, I can tell. You know
2: what? Actually, I take it back. I've got one. Oh, okay. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. <laughs> And dug on it, people like me. This, Kevin, this was positive affirmation, not lies.
3: <laughs> I'm just Ooh. kidding, you know it. Damn!
2: Don't I'm, give me I'm that look. Him, I'm giving him the quivering lip look. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was mean. I know,
3: and that's why I did it because you know, I can only do that with like you. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well. Everyone, this has been the Distraction Hole. Good luck crawling out, and we'll see you the next time you trip and fall in. Good night, everybody. Good night. Nighty-night. I'm Stuart Smalley.